Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Brashid podcast. Today we will be talking about something that is very important to all our lives as Christians, and that is removing any bad influences in our lives. We often don't think about how small things in our life, like the music we listen to, or the words we say. Unfortunately, we lean too much on earthly things, and ultimately fall to sin because we are indulged in these things. And as a factor of that, or as a byproduct of that, we forget our spiritual lives and the eternal gift given by God, our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ. However, in today's podcast episode, we will explain through our own experiences, which we can, which you guys can relate to, or which we can all relate to, and more importantly, the teachings of the Bible, so that we can all proceed on our journeys in life together with Christ by our side. So to start off, we're going to talk about something that's very important, and that is balancing our earthly lives with our spiritual lives. That's right. I think before we start, I just want to start with a Bible verse just to give a basis <clears throat> to this topic we're going to talk about today. It's from 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17, and it says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of this world. It's a very deep passage. See, it's saying, and it's very bold. It's saying, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It's pretty straight up in your face. If you love this, then the love of God isn't in you. And because it's so bold, and because it's so raw and explicit, a lot of people miscomprehend this, and a lot of preachers teach different um Oh, they won't mention this because, oh, it's too in your face. Yeah, so I might offend someone. On both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Some use it to bash and some use it, some you don't use it at all. Yep. But um, I think the beauty about this verse is it's so honest. Um, and and it's honest where it wasn't just honest back in its time. It's honest and relevant to us today. Yep. And we can see now that the world we live in um, isn't the same as the world of before. Um, we see that, you know, in our modern society, people swear. Um, it's become a custom, like when someone doesn't um, use, you know... If someone doesn't swear, it becomes weird. Weird, yes. That's that's what's become the norm now. Exactly. And also, you know, um, listening to music, bad music. Yep. Um, you know, someone that, you know, doesn't listen to music looks weird. You know, how, how do you not listen to music? How do you not listen to this rapper or this yep. rapper or th- this singer um, so we can see that the world has changed from before um, the world used to be built on the foundations of Christ and the constitutions by Christ through his apostle Saint Paul um, the foundations of the world were biblical they were based on Christ and beneficial for humanity to live their Christian lives but unfortunately in today's world we're seeing society lean towards a more secular society where, um, you know, God isn't seen as important. God is just seen as a, you know, an option. Christians choose to follow God. And that's just a category of people from the mainstream society. So Christians have become a minority. And because we become a minority, the ways of this world are of the majority. And knowing the world is leaning towards a more secular society, the habits or the all the information and everything that is around us is, has become secular 
everywhere exactly. we look now it's something that is against god yeah first first off we see the music nowadays <clears throat> it's all full of swearing full of sexual references and things that aren't something that a christian should have any relationship with in relationship with as christians things that are evil should be foreign to us we should throw them away because it's it's contrary to the nature god's given us and that nature ultimately comes from him because he's cleaned us he doesn't want us to do anything evil because it stains us and it draws us away from him exactly so i think if we focus on when we talk about the music around us or the entertainment and the media around us is having that in our life like for example music with swearing in it is that beneficial to us as christians yeah and what do we gain from it exactly i guess that's what we have to think about because like you said we see this secularization of society this furthering away from god we have to differentiate what's beneficial and what's allowable for us to do as Christians. And we have to think about, does God want me to do this or will it affect myself spiritually? Because most of the times we just think about, oh, this isn't doing any harm to anyone. It's not doing any harm to me. It might not do any physical harm, but what's it doing to you spiritually? Because whatever you take in, it affects you. We always hear people talking about, they do studies. Oh, this environment is bringing up this type of people. It's causing this to happen. It's having this effect. Maybe if we change this in the environment, this would happen. And it's like that with our spiritual lives as well. If we just bring in bad things, evil references, and the world, the things of the world, then it will corrupt us and it will draw us further away from God, which is something that we don't want because we're not of this world. Exactly. And I think, just as you said, we're not of this world. Um, when we as Christians come to the realization that you know, our ultimate end isn't like we in this world, we have an end. But that isn't the end. Yeah. We have something that comes after when we'll talk about that in this episode. But when we do realize that, we are no longer conforming to the world. And I think this is what we as Christians fear. You know, being seen as different or being seen as weird, as some people might label Christians who do follow, um, you know, the Bible and what it teaches us. But um, the Bible gives us heart. It gives us courage. Um, and we cannot let the desires of the world overshadow us. And we have to come to realization what the will of God is. So I'll read from Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be confirmed, conformed to this world, but be transport, trans, transformed by the renew, renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, it's saying that we shouldn't conform to the world. And especially the world that we do live in nowadays. And we have to come to realization, what is the will of God? Now, we've spoken about this in so many of our podcast episodes, what the will of God is. And that is that none should perish. God wills, God wants, God wishes for us all to, to come to salvation. Now, the reality is that we all won't go to come to salvation. We all won't receive salvation. There are some people who will... Um, unfortunately, you know, be left in eternal separation from God. But remember, we have the choice. And the Bible gives us heart and courage. It tells us you don't have to be part of those people. You can let go of these habits. Um, let go of these evil teachings that we might be taught in today's society. And come to your father. Because... No matter what the world gives us, no matter how much money we can earn on this earth, no matter how much power we can earn on this earth, no matter how much pleasure we can re receive from this earth, 
it does not match nothing compared to the eternal gift which God gave us through his son Jesus Christ and that is eternal life and he promised it to us and we know that when God promises something he never ever steps away from his promise and he's promised eternal life he's promised us that we will never seek for more satisfaction when we realize that his gift is the only thing that will remain all the money that we will gain all the power all the fame all the pleasures on the earth that we will gain will perish and when we do realize this when we do realize that the only thing that will remain is the gift from god which is salvation we will never ever seek for more and that's, that's right. exactly what john says in john chapter 6 verse 35 and jesus said to them i am the bread of life he who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst when we do have faith in jesus and the promise of his father we will never ever be deprived we will never feel deprived we'll always feel full we won't need anything else exterior to what god has given us exactly like you were saying the bible says he who satisfies uh, he who desires silver will not be satisfied with silver because the things of this world don't fulfill us they don't complete us like things from god do they make us perfect i don't mean perfect without sin but they make us complete they make us whole not desiring anything else and peace with ourselves because no matter how much your bank account is filled you can always fill it more that's right no matter how much you earn you can always earn more no matter how powerful you are you can always have more power but the gift of salvation there's nothing more than that that's right because it's eternal like the parable of the workers in the vineyard they all worked different times one was working from the morning till the night some just worked a very short period of time but they all received the one gift and this is the beauty of the gift of God. He doesn't give more to you and less to you where you will be jealous of him or you will be more feel deprived more than him. We all receive the one gift of salvation. And this gift of salvation because it is eternal it fills us like Jesus said. When we have faith in him and the gift of God, we will never ever hunger or thirst for anything more because we are filled by the truth. That's right. Now, someone might say, look, like, what's so bad about listening to, like, music with swearing or watching bad movies that have, like, I don't know, sexual references or full of swearing and killing and whatever. Now, the Bible says, take everything evil away from you. There shouldn't be evil in your sight because you don't want evil surrounding you because it influences you. It changes your thinking. And like you said, if we, if we put our eyes on that ultimate gift, if we prioritize that above everything else then we won't find a need, we won't find an urge to go after these things and follow these evil rap artists or these swearing songs and whatever they are. We won't need that because we're at peace with ourselves. Exactly. And that's our, our, and God is our priority. Now, I'm not saying don't listen to music. Music is very good. The Bible says sing hymns to God, sing praises to God. And it's important. We see music, it builds culture, it builds, it builds an environment. Music is a beautiful thing. That's right. It, it's very beautiful. It, um it brings uh, taste to a culture yes, or society. You know, right. Different cultures and societies have different forms of music. But um, the mainstream music, the music that is popularized in today's society, isn't the music that, you know... Um, is acceptable is or acceptable. good for a Christian. Yeah. Now, a lot of people will say that we're being very radical, that we should all isolate ourselves and yeah. become monks and nuns. But that's not what it means. All it means is... We have to prioritize certain things in our life and our number one priority should be for our salvation for our christian lives that should be our ultimate priority 
Because if I prioritize other things, that means God isn't important to me. But when we make God the ultimate priority to us, everything else is just a blessing. And that's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 to 34. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We have to prioritize, prioritize God. God must always be in our sight. Everything else, look, I'm not saying that you can't work. You can't go and earn money and try and, you know, be The Bible wealthy. says if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Exactly. So it's not teaching something contrary. It's not, it's not saying that you shouldn't focus on, you know, buying a house and, you know, um, building your building career, your and, career so on, yeah. and stuff. No, it's saying that these things, yes, do it. But don't prioritize them to the point where you forget about God. And some people will ask, how do we do this? How do we prioritize God when there's so much going on? We have uni, we have work, we have other commitments, we have family we want to spend time with. How do we prioritize God when there's so much? Now, we have to think about God in everything we do. And I'm sure that a lot of people have taught us this. Good people, such as our parents, good teachers in school, our pastors, our church yeah. fathers, our bishops. Think before you act. In work, think. If I do this action, will it please God? If I lie to a customer, will God be happy with what I'm doing? In public gatherings, will swearing and getting drunk please God? At home, would I listen to this certain type of music if God physically was sitting right next to me? So, see how when we do think, we start to question these habits that we might do. Now, it might sound very extremist and, oh, I have to think about everything I do. But let's have a look at this closely. Say you have another ethical person next to you. Now, I'm not saying some person that accepts swearing and being drunk and this and that. I'm talking about an ethical Christian believer sitting next to you. How would that person react if he knew you lied to them? Or even better, how would you how would you personally feel if someone lied to you? Exactly. You wouldn't like it. It's not something you enjoy or something you would want someone to do but to you. Let's say some you yourself accept lying and accept yeah. swearing. Another person. How would they react if you lied to them? If you swore to them? If you were drunk and doing unethical things in front of them, how would they react? They I wouldn't feel be pleased. Uncomfortable, of course not. Now let's take a look at your parents who raised who raised us, our parents. What would our parents do if we swore to them or in front of them? What would our parents do if we lied to them? How much more God, who's the father of all, who's the creator? How do you think God feels when we swear, when we sin, when we listen to rude, er, erroneous music? How, would we, how, how do you think he feels? Um, and I think this is the way to think. Just imagine a world where no one swears. Imagine a world where no one lies. Imagine a world without the bad influence of social media. How would the world be? I think God's will will be fulfilled a hundred times more than it is being fulfilled today. Yes, I guess that world does exist, but not now. Exactly. You know, yeah. In the afterlife. But it's, it's good to think about these things because <clears throat> as Christians, we are the light of the world. Um, I, thought, I think it was last week's gospel. On Sunday, I said, 
um, be the light of the world, be the salt of the earth to preserve this world. So if the world is doing something that we know from God's word isn't correct, then we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't associate with that. If anything, we should not support that. See, like someone might say, look, if I just say a swear word, like what's that going to do? Or if I listen to someone saying a swear word, it's not what harm does it do? Because like we always, we've always said, it's not, oh, if I say this, it's going to physically hurt someone or it's going to emotionally hurt someone. It's that when God has said something, he's telling you the right thing to do. And he knows it's beneficial for you because these things, swearing and listening to bad music or whatever it may be, acting in a bad way, they're from they're not from God. They're not from the nature of God. They're contrary to it. And anything contrary to God, the ultimate good, is not beneficial to us. Exactly. Of course. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. And, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but walking in like first day of kindergarten, the first thing they taught us was WWJD. That's right. Yeah. What would Jesus do? So... Again, like you said, if it's not something, if you think about that action, if Jesus wasn't like, if Jesus is not to commit that action, why should we? You know, yeah. we're we're here to, um, we're here to live out a life like he did. You know, he's he is our he's our uh, our role model. What like the he's the one we should look up to. Yeah. So if he didn't commit those actions or those works, why 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 should we? You exactly. know, That's again, right. because it isn't it isn't beneficial to us. Exactly. Sure. And I I agree a hundred like fully with what you just said and the only problem is that people will say okay you're saying what to do you're telling us what to do but in reality how do we do this yes right how can we you know do what you're saying you know we can't just be hypocrites and say things or teach things when we don't relate it to ourselves and see what we can do together as you know christians together now it is very simple and we mentioned this not long ago um, when we think before we act, it is prioritizing God. That's why I said, God doesn't tell us not to work. God doesn't tell us not to have fun. God doesn't tell us not to enjoy meals with your friends and your family or your partner. God doesn't say that. But let's look at this. When we think about God in everything we do, is that not prioritizing him? Of course it is because we care about what he thinks. Exactly, because before we do something, we think about God That's first. Right. Now, when we think about God before we do something, we're putting God before anything we do. So yes, we are working. Yes, we are earning money. Yes, we're having fun. Yes, we're enjoying meals with our family and our friends. But we're always putting God first. And this is the true way to live a Christian life. It's very simple and obviously you won't get this you know with a click of a finger That's you get right. it straight it takes practice i'm not saying i'm not perfect you might not be perfect you're not perfect no one's ever claimed that the christian message isn't be perfect you know it's to follow god's will and do what he said and to cleanse ourselves from any sin that is around us or there is part of us because like you said we want to please god because he's given us a gift that's unimaginable eternal life like we always we always say like us as christians oh eternal life eternal life this that but we don't fully comprehend what god has done for us like you said before um what would god think if we swore anything and so on and so forth there was some guy he 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 gave an analogy he said if your dad said to you don't jump in the water um and you did it and then he jumped in and he saved you from the crocodiles that were in the water and you look up and you see him all blood and turn apart from the crocodiles would you go back in and jump jump in the water the obvious answer is no because you saw the suffering that your father went through and the same thing jesus went through all that suffering so 
if we know that he went through all of that, how can we then go and turn around and do something sinful? Now, I'm not saying we don't do it, but we have to think about these things. Me first and then everybody else. We have to think about if God gave such a big, if he gave his son for us all and his son went through all that suffering, then it should be something constant in our lives and we should be wanting to please him. It's not that we have to because he's given us the gift, but we want to please him because we love him so much. We have to think that this way. And one of our church fathers said this, that every time we sin, we are crucifying Jesus on the cross again. Now, some might say, hang on, how? Jesus died on that cross because of our sins. So if we, like Andrew said, continue to sin after knowing he suffered like that, we're crucifying him again. We're crucifying Christ because we clearly don't care about the sacrifice he made. Now, going back to that, emphasizing the point, None of us are perfect. If we were perfect, there would be no need for Christ to come down and die for us. If we were all perfect, this podcast wouldn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this podcast isn't just for the people that That's are right. viewing the list. It's for yeah. us. I'm of learning course. from you. That's right. And I'm sure. learning from you. Likewise. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And the way that we have to take, take this is don't, don't, you know, feel bad when you do fall or don't feel bad when you do make a mistake. Don't feel like a hopeless. Exactly. We all we all feel bad when we do something wrong, but don't feel like, oh, this is the end. God doesn't love me anymore, or I'm gone, and that's exactly. how I'm finished. There is always that hope of repentance. That's exactly. why we go to church. That's why we get close to God. And thank God now churches are back open, so we can go and we can receive the mysteries that He's given us. Exactly. The Quran to draw closer to Him, like you read earlier. He said, "I am the bread of life." Exactly. He sustains us and He He renews us to go back to Him. Very good. And and when we do fall, when we do make a mistake. We think so if I commit an action and then say, oh, I didn't remember God before I did that and it was wrong. We're going to remember that action yep. for next time. Sure. So the more mistakes we make, the more we will learn. And that's the part of us because we live in a corrupted world. It's not because we were born corrupted, but we were born into a world which was corrupted. And because it is corrupted and we're affected by our environment, then we sin. That's right. We just sin like we're prone to it. But if we embark on this journey, this spiritual journey with Jesus Christ, and we try our best, we don't say, okay, I'm going to leave it to God and God will change me. No, God can't change you. He can, but he won't force it upon you. It's your choice to change or not to change. And um, when we do change, we become better people. And when we do become better people, we make those around us want to be just like us. Because when we are better people, God gives us more blessings. It says, for those who have, more will be given to them. But for those who don't have, even what they have will be taken from them. We, when we are blessed, when we are good people, God blesses us more. God adds more blessings to us. That's what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 2. Now shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe, observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the, the voice of the Lord your God. When we are blessed, when we choose to be filled with the wisdom of God, when we choose to live in God's will, more is added on us. But when we choose not to, to live 
with God when we choose not to have the faith in God. What we have, what even that that we have is taken from us. And we have to remember that the more we seek God, the more we seek change. Like you said, light irritates us and Jesus is the light. And when we do feel irritated to change, we should know that this is a blessing because God only changes us for the good. God never changes us to make us worse. The light which comes from Christ is the truth and the truth makes us better people. Knowing the truth, we become better people. That's right. And that brings us to the next part. So now we've learned how can we help ourselves by thinking before we act. But what about others? That's right. How do we tell others? How do we tell, you know, people that might be our friends, people that might be our immediate family? How do we tell them what you're doing is wrong? How do we guide them to the salvation or the light of Christ? That's right. We see that happen a lot. We see like I've heard many people tell me like as soon as they'll go and follow God, be like, well, are you going to become a Shamasha now? <laughs> or are you going to become a priest? It's like, hold on. Like, it's not just Christ isn't just for Qashi and Shamasha and so on and so forth. It's for everyone. And then, like you said, when they see someone going that way, it's different. It's it's irritating. It's it's unknown to it them. It makes them, you know, am I really in the right way? Yeah. Am I really doing the right thing? And like you said, you don't have to be a shamash. You don't have to be a priest. You don't have to be a bishop to be a good person. Yeah. You know, the big. I think the biggest component in priesthood is the people themselves. Yeah. Because like Marmilis has said on our podcast before, what's the point of a priest doing mass if there's no one there? Who is he doing it for? Himself? But the priesthood is completed by the believers. And therefore we must be drawn, we must, we must desire to be those believers who are part of this beautiful um, offering to Christ, yep. Jesus Christ. That's right. So um, if we think about how can we be that light to other people, how can we draw them in? The first and foremost thing is what Jesus always said, be an example. Always be that example to other people because when they see something so different, they ask and be like, everybody else is like swearing and doing this and getting drunk and so on and so forth. Why is this guy different? And you see that even when you're at uni and other places at work, why are you so different to other people? And when that's that gives you an opportunity to say, oh, this is why. This is why. Have you considered this? That it's because God has said this thing and he's given us this gift. So we want to please him. And exactly. if you want to draw your family close or other people, your friends, whoever it may be, first be a good example. And like Jesus said, before you take the log out of your brother's eye, take, sorry, before you take the, the small piece out of your brother's eye, take the log out of your own eye. You've got to do more work for yourself, then you can go and help other people. Exactly. Like last week we said, sanctify the Lord God in your heart. You've got to make sure you're in the right place to be that good example, and then you can help people. And when you're ready to do that, that's when God will be pleased with you because you're drawing people to his kingdom. Exactly. And that's what we're called to do as Christians. And when we do see other people, because once we've reached that stage where we feel comfortable to say, yes, I am not perfect, but I'm on the path of my father's will. We will see many other people who are not. We'll see people who are drunkards. We'll see people who swear. No, we're not saying this in a judge, judgmental yeah, no. way, but we're just stating. We'll, we'll, get, yeah. we'll get to judging. We'll see people that have gone to prison for various reasons. And some people will say, look, Christians are so judgmental. But we can't judge Christianity based on the people. That's right. We judge Christianity based on 
the teacher, who is Christ himself. And I'll tell you what Christ teaches us. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 to 40. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? Or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did it to one of these, the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Now, what is Jesus teaching us here? Jesus is saying, when someone goes to prison, don't say, Ha! God did this to him. When someone falls, don't say, He deserved that. He was a sinner. Jesus said, when you go and visit those who are in prison, who did the wrong thing and went to prison. Jesus said, when you see those who are hungry and thirsty, whether it may be physically or whether they may be hungry or thirsty for the truth. Jesus said, when you see one of those who fall and you help them up like the Good Samaritan, not only are you doing it for the very least to those, but you are doing it to him. This is Christianity. We can't judge Christianity by saying, oh, Christians are so judgmental. Christians put up signs saying, you're going to hell if you don't repent. We can't judge Christianity on the people. We, touch, we judge Christianity on the teachings. And Christ teaches us to be merciful. Christ teaches us to listen. You know, if I sit next to Andrew and say to him, Andrew, you're wrong, you did this, and make him feel guilty, make him feel bad about himself, condemn him, he's not going to want to listen to my, what I say. That's right. He's going to feel bad, he's going to get up and leave the room. I wouldn't be a friend, so... Exactly. <laughs> he, was, he would leave the room and, pop, that's one Christian gone. That's yeah. one person I just turned away from Christianity. But when I sit there and I say, you were made in the image of God, and to the image of God you represent, and to the faith in God, you will return. And I sit there and I listen. Why? How did this happen? And I listen. Listen with a, as a curious observer, not as a judge. But sit there and listen and say, Shaheen, tell me, why? What did you do? And just be an observer. That person will spill out his heart to you. And more so, that person will want to listen to what you're going to say. Because you've given the opportunity for that person to explain himself to you, he will feel comfortable with what you are That's about right. to say. Yeah. Because he knows that you're not here to condemn him, but you're here to help him. And we have all been sent to Christ, not to condemn people, but to bring them to the Father. Of course, and we see that, um, I believe it's in Proverbs, it says, as iron, sharp, as iron sharpens iron, so does a man sharpen the countenance of a friend. So by... Obviously, you know, as you said, listening to someone and, and, and explaining to them, you know, the, the, the glory and the greatness of, of the word of God, you know, we can bring them in, um, we can bring them in uh, into the body of Christ rather than turning them away by judging and um, by, you know, uh, 
condemning and condemming yeah and of telling course. them oh you're wrong and this so on and so forth yeah it's, like you're saying you should be there to support them to listen out to hear them out and be like look we've all been through this but christ is calling you to repentance and he's giving you that second chance That's to right, be yeah. with him and to follow him and be a, a, a humble servant of his and he will give you his grace and his gifts and so on and so forth and remember jesus said go out and preach my name be merciful be merciful to those around you and um you know give people a chance but what did jesus say after if they reject you wipe the dust off your feet and leave that town for it will be, it will be more tolerable tolerable i'm starting to sorry. <laughs> it means it's the end of the podcast now yeah <laughs> it will be more tolerable for the city of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. So Jesus isn't all fun and games and, you know. Oh, it's okay. It's it's, right. No worries. Yeah, yeah. Like There's, I said before, rainbows right. and unicorns yeah. and cotton candy. Jesus teaches us to be merciful. Yes. Jesus says the prime commandment I have for you is love. Love your God, then love those around you. Jesus is a man of love. Jesus is a man of mercy. Jesus is a man of putting yourself down for someone else. Jesus doesn't teach us to give back what is given to us. If we return good for good, an ordinary man does that, a thief does That's that. Right. Says what good is it? What profit what good is, is it, it to return good for good? And if we return good for bad, then we are of the devil. But if we return good when someone does evil to us, then we are of the Father. That's right. And I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, just remember that we're all in a process. Christianity is a process. It's not an immediate change. It's a way of life. So we can fall. We can fumble. We can trip. But if we trust in God and he's right beside us and we try to remember, should I do this? Will it please my God? And then when we perfect ourselves or when we not perfect ourselves, but when we're comfortable that we are on the right path for us to go and let our light shine to those around us. Um, please um, remember to like and subscribe and share the podcast. It's not for our benefit. It's for the benefit of our viewers um, when they, I believe, not our words, but the words of Jesus and God himself, when they hear these words, um, you know, it will be beneficial for them. And therefore, we ask that you, know, you subscribe, like, share, and, you know, um, distribute the living word of God. And remember, if you have any questions, um, you can ask us through the comment section or you can send us an email, which is in the description of our YouTube videos. Um, or you can even go on our social media platforms, both Instagram and Facebook. And we have a weekly question box, which you can ask. Um, and hopefully we can answer your questions there. Thank you all for watching or listening and we'll see you in the next episode.